But let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders, who said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. He said, go to Jewish fish. I got a message for all of them, right? Shake and bake. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just <laughs> happened. What is that, a catchphrase or is that uh, epilepsy? Shake and bake. Yeah. What? Shake and bake. Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We have a ton to get to. Uh, I'm, I'm finishing up my trip here down or up in Alabama for me at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Eli's going to be joining the Giants organization in some uh, form or fashion. The Giants hired Jeremy Pruitt. And some other stuff happened. Justin, how are you? Bobby Skinner, remember when I told you that the most exciting part of your Senior Bowl trip was going to come on the Sunday and the Monday where you had nothing to do? Well, that was true. You had a very boring week. You didn't really do much. You didn't really see anybody. You didn't really do anything. You didn't take a million videos looking at prospects. You don't have a lot of notes. Um, kind of boring week, just like I thought. And that guy uh, leaving the bathroom in the airport saying somebody dropped a bomb in there, that was the most entertaining and most important part of your week. Before we Correct, right? Yes. Um, you yeah. know what? I probably would have let that trigger me earlier today because I was at a moment like I kind of I don't I don't think this was a great use of uh, funds like I don't like I'm probably not going to come back to the senior bowl I just not that I, I enjoyed it I loved it but I just felt like I wasn't able to get enough content out of it but you also predicted this you predicted that this would happen like you're like you're going to go nuts with the clips you're going to go nuts with you know, going here, going there, trying to get into here, and you know, maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff that nobody would really see. Um, you know, you you got your film, which we'll eventually or <laughs> we'll eventually uh, try to look at, and we'll try to open for you. But you predicted that this would happen, and this would be the moment, even though it's such like a a silly little thing. Yeah. Um, before we get into everything, oh, I'm, even more pe- of a tease. people are listening to. The, I mean, this is going to be probably besides the draft. Probably our most downloaded off-season episode because of, I mean, I, I talked to Joe Judge. Um, all right, before we get into that, Justin, this episode was brought to you by five special people. Tim Johns. Guy's got two first names, like Ricky Bobby. That's relevant to this episode. Yeah. Anthony Falcone. Falcone. I have one of my best friends is named Anthony Falcone. Does not like sports does not that's prob- definitely that's, that's doesn't, your friend no it's not it, i i looked up on facebook i'm like is anthony falcone a common name yes it is so i don't think this is my best friend but guess what this new anthony falcone that's new to my life is one of my best friends can you keep going my high school um mascot was falcons and then the announcer during the football games he said go falcons and this Ooh, sounded like he wasn't tough. saying falcons tough matthew oh my gosh this guy's last name is panessi but it's spelled, mm. if you got rid of the I, it would look like it's penis. Penis. Well, I mean, you replace my K with an S. What do you got in my last name? <laughs> exactly. Um, Callum Gal. Callum reminds me of uh, Titanic. And then Daniel, who... Daniel became a patron and just started commenting demands of us, which is like... Whoa! It was... You know, like, Daniel, I'll be honest... I, I didn't. I didn't appreciate the don't like he was. He said he loved what we do, but he's like, don't be like these people. It's like, well, we're we're gonna be ourselves, Daniel, and we're gonna continue to be ourselves, and that's why you like us, Daniel. But the demands, I I, I was I was running a little well, hot. Well, you did become media scum this week, so I really became media scum today. Uh, I don't blame Daniel for passing on the demands to you. Bobby, these people went to patreon.com slash Giants, and for $2 a month, they give their support, and they are uh, a couple of our favorite people in the entire world because they do want to support us, but also they get some nice perks where they get to watch the shows live as we record them. They get access to maybe some early content, and also uh, two times a month, you get shirt raffles, and you might just win... A shirt that's very important today. In fact, I'm going to do that tomorrow at noon. So Friday, or when I get back to Florida, I will be. I will do the shirt raffle, um, for 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 uh for for the the second one for January. All right, Justin. I met Joe Judge and Patrick Graham today. You met him. Shake hands. No shake hands. No, did not shake hands. Even though I wanted to, like that. I wanted to, like come out and put my hand out, but like, nice to meet you. Joe Judge, but it's like you can't, you just can't do it with COVID. You can't. 
And and the backstory is, I was gonna try and do it on Wednesday when I was um, at the Senior Bowl, and I saw them from my car. But I was like, I'm not gonna jump out of my car in the middle of the coach's parking lot where I'm not even supposed to be parked, and be like, Hey, Coach Judge, Patrick Cream, let me can I talk to you real? Quick? Like I just wasn't gonna do that. And I just don't feel comfortable doing it. And then I told every, I tweeted that out, and Justin, everybody bullied me. Everyone was like, "You coward!" Or Stapleton was bullying me. I mean, everybody was bullying me, Justin. And then so peer pressure, bullying, trying to be a man of the people. I ambushed him leaving the Senior Bowl Stadium today. I mean, how do you define ambush? How did you approach? I was waiting outside the gate where they were, you know, where the NFL staff leaving, which was on the other side of the stadium. Like I, I left practice uh, ten minutes early to get out there, right? And so some Giants people walked by, and I, and it was one, you know, like bigger black guy, like same build as Patrick Graham. I was like, "Is that Patrick Graham?" But he was a little, he had like a lighter skin tone. I was like, "I don't think that's Patrick Graham." And there was two other people. I think maybe Freddie Kitchens, and then like a couple other scouts. It may have not been Freddie Kitchens, but it's just hard to tell with the masks on. Yeah, and I just let them walk by because I wasn't sure. Like it, def- like Joe Judge definitely wasn't with them, so I didn't say anything. I was like, "Man, you freaking, you pussied out, Bobby." And then I see Joe Judge and Patrick Graham, and I just like they're walking, and I was like, "Do it, you got." I was, I, I was very nervous, and I was yeah. just like, "Coach, Coach Judge," I was like, "This Bobby Skinner with uh, Talking Giants, could I, could I get you for a second? He's like, uh, uh, like he was very hesitant. I was like, yeah. just, you know, can I get you for, he's like, for like one question. He's like, what is this, radio or something? I was like, just one lighthearted question. He's like, he didn't want to do it. And I I, I don't blame him because I, I ambushed him. Like, that's scummy. Like, I, I, it's the reason I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to be that annoying guy. Sure. Um, So I thought he thought that I was going to like do like some like, you know, Mark, like, like try and like get some like TMZ response. See, out I was about to say TMZ, a TMZ gotcha moment. And I was yeah. like one, I was just like one lighthearted question, you know? And then I was like, can I record it? Cause I had my, cause he was looking, like I had my phone, like he thought maybe I was already recording it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can I just like, if you, if you have to, like, he didn't want to do it. And so I, I felt like, I felt like a scumbag because like doing that, like, the, like I can't stand that type of media. Um, like it, it's scummy. And it's just not like that's not how I wanted my first interaction to be with Joe Judge, to be honest. Um, so I had my question planned out, and I asked him, and you could hear me. You know, I'm kind of nervous. So I was like, "So, Coach Judge, uh, people like you. Um, what do you think of the nickname Shake and Bake?" And I, like, and I was like, "People, people, like, do you like that, or should we roll something with that?" And as soon as I said Shake and Bake, Patrick Graham laughs and like runs off, like, "Oh my god, like that's so funny!" And Judge looks at him, and uh. And I was like, do you like that? He's like, well, Pat just uh, changed his vanity plates to shake and bake or something. I was like, oh, really? When you guys saw the video, I'll, I'll play the video. Let me, let me just play. We can, we, can put it in, we can put it in for the YouTube crowd right now. We'll put it we in. We got to put it in the podcast, too. I'm right here with Coach Judge. I was uh, just one under, and you got Patrick Graham over there. We got the shake and bake nickname for you guys. See, it seems like you. It seems like people like you. You guys like that nickname, or you want us to roll with something else? I think Pat just changed his vanity plates to something shake and bake, something like that. So yeah. Really? Pat, what's your license plate say? The shake or bake? Give, give me the address. I'll send you guys a couple of free shirts. Is that really you putting out the shirt? The yeah, stuff? yeah. You guys. So he didn't like. He thought like I just like used the nickname shake and bake, and I was like, I'll send you shirts. And then he realized like, oh wow, this isn't like some. Guy, like he didn't know. I don't think he knew what to think, and he didn't realize we were the ones who sold the shirts. Like I guess somebody had sent that to Pat. Like his Patrick Graham says later in the video, I sent that to my brother. Found that. <laughs> yeah, my, so, sent it to me. my brother sent it. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was oh, bad. I didn't hear we'll, that. We'll find a Twitter burner account. Give me your address, and I'll send it to you guys or something. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. All right, man. Nice meeting you hey, too. Have a good one. Keep up the good work. I had to do the keep up the good work at the end. So. If I ask probably any other question, that probably fails miserably and Joe Judge is like this weirdo. But because they saw it, it ends up being like maybe our best video interaction online ever. <laughs> like I'm not I, I've always said I don't think I'm a good interviewer, but like one I was nervous because I like like if we were set to interview Joe Judge, Justin, would I be nervous? Yeah. But it would be a confident nervous. Like I know what I'm going right. to ask. Like I know how I'm going to try and connect with them. Because there's there's a clear understanding. Like yeah, you're going to come and do this, um, rather than just hey, I'm just going to approach you when you know he's there for work. Yeah, so, you're not yes. supposed to do that. Like, um, 
So thank God they had seen the shake and bake stuff because that bailed me out. Because I was, if he's like, no, like what, what? Like I, I would have been like, I don't know if I would have even posted it. Like I would just maybe took like the screenshot of me with them or something. Yeah. But thank God they knew that shirt because I was so freaking nervous. So we didn't get the, I, I honestly thought, now this is, this is big ego talking. I honestly thought Joe Judge was going to see you and was going to be like, Hey, I know you. He maybe he definitely wouldn't know your name, but it's like, hey, I know you. Yeah, he doesn't know us. Um, no, found that like he may have heard of us before, like in passing, but he doesn't like like our whole like he did the little Caesars joke. Like, uh, I'm still I'm still bought into it. Maybe he's just a really good actor. Maybe but I don't think he knew. Like, <laughs> I don't but I feel like he would have been more receptive. You know, like yeah. if, like I was hoping he, that's what I was hoping is I like, hoping he was he would at least like know us at least maybe just from like Twitter or something. And doing that, but he, yeah, but he didn't. And um, so every, everyone bullied me into this. I want to thank all our listeners for one, the fact that we we're to do it and get the reaction that we've gotten from it, because that that was cool. And and I want to thank you guys for bullying me, because I was like, you're not supposed to do that, which I don't think you're still. I still think you're not supposed to do it. But like when I said I saw him and didn't approach him, everyone's like, you pansy. Like Ark Stapleton called me a coward, and like and which Peter says is okay, by the way. What is? Yeah, Peta Peta came out and said, "Uh, instead of calling someone chicken, calling them a coward is okay." Coward is such a strong word. I know. I thought of you when I saw that. Um, like, like when I, mean, I got mad at you for using the word coward. We won't we won't bring up why right now, just because of the the vibe of this episode. But which means, if Joe Judge and Patrick Graham loves those shirts, you got you guys have to buy the shirts. Justin, put the True. link in the bio. We'll put up we'll put up a picture right now. Yeah, put the link in the description for the podcast yeah. and everything. Buy the shirts. Um Oh, and I was so like in my mind, like I put my I have like a a bag that I was holding like my my notes and stuff in. Like it's a laptop notebook, but I didn't have my laptop in it. Um so I just walked off like, "Hey, keep up the good work." And totally forgot all that. They had my phone charger uh, everything sure. in it, and I I left, and I re- I went to go ch- plug my phone into the car, and twenty minutes later, and realized it was I had left it at the stadium. But so I, I turned around and I got it. You you know what's awesome about the like this whole thing? Obviously, you seeing Joe Judge, knowing the, them seeing the shirt somehow that's that's awesome. But just we we you know we talk about you know we maybe we joke about, but we don't know just how close some of the guys on the coaching staff are. But seeing how close, like Patrick Grimm and Joe Judge are with each other, you know that they are. You know they're talking about each other, license plates. You know they know each other's families. You know Patrick Grimm. You know they have these you know jokes with each other. I think that's honestly the the coolest thing because I think that's something that we crave for as fans of the team. Really, any sports fan. You know I know there's other sports that are more unique, like basketball and baseball that are, and, and even hockey that are longer. So you get to see the personalities of some people shine a little bit more. Um, and football is such, you know, it's, it's a kind of a short season. If you think about it, maybe it's, it spans through a, a season and a half, right? So this is the type of thing that I feel like people crave for. It's like, you know, how, how well does Joe Judge actually get along with his coaching staff? Um, you know, and it's certainly comparing it to past coaching staffs. It's nothing like we've seen, and it's just so awesome. You're muted, Bobby. There you go. Way to capitalize on the moment. <laughs> they they love each other. They the shit like I went back and listened to us talking about you know the the interview when they brought back this you know they extended Patrick Graham and and, and re-upped his contract. They are like brothers. Like those two, they are brothers. They are family, and and I love it. The shake and bake is awesome. Um, I should have asked them like, oh, you guys are big Step Brothers fans, and just really dug in on the inside joke. What's your favorite line of Step Brothers? <laughs> um, so shake and bake, baby. I mean, that's 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 great, dude. They it's it's cool. Like, I know we thought that maybe Joe Judge listened here and there, but at least they they have seen us. So like, he because when I was like, that's our sh- that's you know, I was like, I'll give you a free shirt. He's like, you guys put those shirts out. I'm like, yeah, that 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 was us, man. Yeah, and I think it might have been a little confusing. I was like talking Giants, and he's like, what is it? What? And he's, he's like, oh, like, 
when I, you know, people say talking giants, they probably think you're just talking about the giants, not that it's actually the name of a show. Right. Well, you know, we're a brand. We're, we're a brand. We're not just, you know, we're, we're, we're talking. Hey, um, we, th- we wondered if Joe Judge knew us before. They know He knows us now. He knows us yeah. now. Um, well, the good the good thing is, and, I, and I've, been, I've been telling is, you. Is a, rem- is a good thing to remember. That's too. what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. You know, there's uh, downsides of being so tall. Like, for example, your plane ride home is probably also going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> the benefits is if Joe, Ju- Joe Judge can pick you out of uh, a crowd. And that is a positive thing. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're a media scum and you're going to be interviewing him after the games in a couple of years. <laughs> no, so. I, I will never do that. Although we have to get one of next. It sucks that they don't talk to Judge for a while because we could like we can try and get them to be like, hey, you, uh, how was your interaction with Bobby of Talking Giants down at the Senior Bowl? True. We we would we would probably get one of the people that we're close to. The issue the is the next time they talk, it'll be the first time they talked with them in a couple months, so they're going to be asking I all know. their other stuff. So, but I feel like they have. You guys knew to write about the fact that they're close, and that you know Patrick Graham changes vanity. Play. Like if you're not writing a story about that, writers, you're missing out. Like that's a great story, and just cite yeah. us, and we're good. Yeah, come on the show, Joe Judge. I didn't think about it like that. Ooh, it's, it's a good story. Um, so 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 come on the show. Um. Speaking of which, I keep on forgetting to publish Danny's um, blog on Noah Gray. I've been so busy down here. Random thought. So, where do you think this ranks as far as moments for us? Do we consider, like, us, even though I wasn't with you guys, like me go- me meeting Daniel Jones and connecting with the Golden family? Is that a part of the moments for us? Yeah, but I think this would, uh, would top that. Um, I- this is better. I mean, you know, obviously Marcus Golden's not on the team. Um, I think this anymore. is big for our listeners. This is big for our listeners. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, you know, this like is, I'll this gain, is the biggest moment. I'll gain yes. a couple hundred followers here, but like the biggest moments for us are like the draft because like people see our work and our work pays off, and that's when we gain thousands of followers and, and new subscribers and stuff. I think this is a bigger moment for our listeners, which is which is cool. They're they are yeah, they agree. are one with us. You know, they are. Talking Giants is not uh, me and Justin and Danny. It's me, Justin, Danny, and the listeners. It's a, it's a. People were making Talking Giants versus the world memes today, which I thought was awesome. Like they were making their own memes. Do you think now the Dunkin' Donuts that I go to is right next to the stadium? Some guy keeps on putting Talking Giants stickers on the drive-through window. Some guy. <laughs> so, like I, I'm, just, I would assume they is go. His to name that is his Donuts. name. Uh, is his name Tim from Florida? Yes, exactly. It is Tim from Florida. I've heard. <laughs> Um, he keeps, people are saying i should have brought now that i think of it i should have brought one of the big greasy three stickers like because oh just yeah because like, i did it two use. days in a row and then just third day just put that giant sticker on the thing. i wonder what the people think behind me just see me like just reaching out my window just like put a nice sticker on there would you have to throw it a little bit so there's a little skill of to have the no, magnet stick? because it's 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 on the back side of a building like it's on the backside of the building, so I get like right up next to it. Like it's, ah. I don't even have to reach far. Cool. Yeah, so it's pretty easy. Um, big so moment. buy the shirts. Big moment, huh? big day. Yeah, big cool. Like you know, we I don't I can't stand when people try and play too cool for school. Um, but I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I mean, especially considering like what what else is going on right now bob bobby and i we we talk like you know at least at least you know i'll tell you where my headspace is at i'm having like this little like not crisis but i'm having this moment of like oh i feel like you know we're not doing enough because we do so much during the regular season and now it's kind of just like well what do you do what do people want what you know rather than just tweeting about the draft every day what do people want and uh this is cool like this is a cool thing that happened and um, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for us, but I'm also happy that everybody else gets to kind of experience it with us. That's like, yeah, you know, when we talk about Joe Judge, Patrick Graham being buddy buddy and being awesome together, they they are like that's a real life thing, and we got to see it. So cool. Yeah, talking Giants versus the world, and that doesn't mean me, Justin, and Danny versus the world. It means all all of our listeners. Um, all right, Justin, but there was some Giants news and some good news. Yeah, the Giants hired Jeremy Pruitt who was the head coach for Tennessee the last three seasons. Um, His role is unknown. We're kind of assuming he's going to be the outside linebacker coach, but he may not. He may be like the assistant defensive coordinator. 
Um, Justin, his resume, obviously the head coach at Tennessee the last three years. Um, in 2016 and 17, he was the ba- Alabama defensive coordinator and inside linebacker coach, won a national championship in 17. Uh, then in uh, 2014 and 15, he was the Georgia defensive coordinator and uh, defensive backs coach. Uh, the year before that, in 2013, he was the head coach for Florida State, the national championship Florida State defense, 12.1 points per game, um, was the head coach for that, and then was with Alabama the three previous years as the DB coaches where him and Joe Judge crossed over. So he was obviously fired by Tennessee. Justin, I think this is, whatever his role is, is a good hire. Like this guy, unless he was the defensive coordinator, he's overqualified. He's overqualified for every job on this staff than defensive, besides defensive coordinator. Like this is an awesome hire. Like we thought you couldn't do better than Brett Bielma as an outside linebacker coach. And and Bielma's a little more established uh, or accomplished as as a coach. But this is like, the next best thing or possibly better Justin yeah I think the fact that what Bobby he's been at least a defensive coordinator since 2013 is that right yeah I mean so and that was for the national championship defense yeah and he you know he's been the defensive coordinator slash head coach um of top flight college football programs since 2013 and you know I don't, we don't care, at least, you know, we, we care about this, but we don't care about this for the sake of the Giants that, you know, he was putting money in McDonald's bags and that has nothing to do with the Giants. But yes, he is 100% overqualified. I'm not a positions coach expert, but you just look at the resume and it's like, well, you would, <laughs> this is kind of cool that the Giants and Joe Judge were able to get this guy to come on. I did have a, a Tennessee, somebody who was more special with with their profile picture, somebody who maybe knows a little bit more about Pruitt and where he comes from more than we would. He said that I would think that he would coach the DBs since that's what he has done in the past, but obviously Henderson is still here, the DB coach we have right now. Um, linebackers too. And he, he has linebackers on his resume, too, for, yeah, for like yeah, a year, right? Alabama, he was inside linebacker coach for two years. Yeah, so all these, I, I, you always feel like these positional coaches, they always change year in, year out, and they can they they can be versatile in that regard. So I don't, I don't care about that. This guy is very qualified and happy he's a part of the staff in some way. I don't, it's not confirmed yet, but we would think it's the outside linebackers coach, like you said. Yeah, and, and whatever it is, I mean, he, he, this is a, this is a great hire to me. I'm um, supposed he's a great recruiter too, which I I don't know what if that has any role in the NFL if that translates at all. Um, but like Jalen Ramsey, who noted difficult probably person to coach, um, said like he is the perfect mix of like uh, when to work and when to play. So he's gonna he's really gonna capture like whatever position group he is, and it's crazy what a guy who's you know the head coach of an SEC school and just to be able to focus on one position or whatever it is. And maybe they do just make him the assistant defensive coordinator, you know, which that would be cool too. But how much less of a role and how much more you can focus, you know, where you're not controlling, you know, every little detail of a program. So I, I think this is a great hire for Jeremy Pruitt. Obviously he has the Joe Judge uh, connection. And, you know, the more you hire new guys like this, it also gains more connections going forward, you know, where it's like, hey, this guy was my running backs coach you know, here. And that's where, you know, connections. Yeah. Like, and Joe Judge has talked. Like, it's important to have connections with the guys you bring in instead of just bringing in random people. But you also don't want to only bring in somebody for a connection. So this this strengthens that mindset that Joe Judge has. Um, and he has connections on the on the team already. I mean, Kevin Scherrer was his defensive coordinator at Tennessee, who's now the inside linebackers coach. And he was with, you know, Scherrer was with him at Georgia for a little while too, I think. You would think being a positions coach in the NFL, correct me if I'm wrong, being a position positional coach in the NFL is less lucrative than being a defensive coordinator for a Division One college team, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you would think that even though, you know, I don't know the whole ramifications and exactly how taboo this whole scandal was with Tennessee, right? You know, this is not the first time that something illegal has been done in terms of trying to bribe students to come to your school. I'm not, you know, I don't think that we should That doesn't act- bother me at all. No, <laughs> no, but, I, I'm, but I'm saying, would that be a reason to be blackballed from the NCAA and getting a, and getting a, a, a job where you would be taking less of a, less of a role, even as a defensive coordinator for a school? 
No. No, because they all know they all do it. So it's not like it's not like, you know, Nick Saban, who I saw yesterday, be like, You were paying players? What? That's almost as bad as when I do it. Um, <laughs> I'm just kind of surprised that he's here. I'm happy he's here, but I'm kind of surprised that he made his way to the NFL and he made his way to East Rutherford. Well, here's a thought on it. Justin, here's something we've talked about. Because of, Pat, like, you know, we're talking about shake and bake Patrick Graham. You know, he did re-up this year, but maybe Patrick Graham does want to go and be a head coach next season. Stop. Maybe he does. And we talked about guys who could be, like, replacements on the staff and – you know, it's like Sean Spencer, maybe Kevin Scherer. I feel like Jeremy Pruitt jumps to the top of that list now. Like, you know, you don't know if he's going to get a head coaching role in college. So, like you said, what's more important, defense coordinator in college? Well, how about defensive coordinator in, NFL, in the NFL? How about defensive coordinator in the NFL? So, um, obviously, you want Patrick Graham to stay forever. And maybe Patrick Graham truly does want to stay forever. Um, but... Uh, like, he could be that guy if Patrick Graham were to bail for a head coaching gig, which I would be happy for him. Would suck to lose him, but I would be happy for him. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt probably could be the the next guy in line for that. Don't put that energy in the air. I don't need that. I don't need that. Well, here's the thing. If Patrick Graham is being considered for head coaching gigs next year, that means we had a really good season for the New York Giants. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. It's good hire. Good hire. We're happy. It's exciting. Yes. Ooh, I was, and I was going to do, you know, we obviously did the shake and bake intro today, but yeah. I was going to do Rocky Top as the intro for this episode, where it was like Jeremy Pruitt, like this is, this is a big deal. And so now let's just, let's just say he takes the outside linebackers coach, even though they may not, that may not be his role. That only, that would just leave the O-line coach as the only thing left. It's a big one. Maybe Joe Judge was expecting me to be like, who's going to be the O-line coach? You know, you can't. Uh, it's a big one. He must have thought the worst when I came up to him because I ambushed him, which which I hate. Like, like that's why people were like, that's why I didn't want to do it. Did you like have I, your Talking Giants sweatshirt on? No, I had just a black jacket. I had my Talking Giants beanie. Ah, your beanie, yes. But, um, yeah. So, good hire in Jeremy Pruitt. I, I I really like that. So we have, and I think one of our strength and conditioning guys is a Tennessee coach as well. Yeah. So Rocky Top. Now all we need now is Coach Dugs. True. Do you remember Coach Duggs? Yeah, I you know I never watched the streams because I'm a bad guy and I I'm about five years behind on really twenty years behind on everything pop culture wise. But yes, I I am familiar. The mustache, uh, chubby dude. Yeah, it was the height of the pandemic, the beginning, and we had no sports and big True. cat. Um, NCAA fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NCAA fourteen, and then this guy, Coach Duggs. So, and then he won a national, I think he won it at Tennessee. Yeah, he won it at Tennessee. He won the national championship at Tennessee. A couple so. years where I think he lost, and he kind of bounced back, bounced between a couple schools, a couple different programs, weren't necessarily seeing his vision. Finally won it with Tennessee, so I think he's the perfect O-line coach. Do it. Bring bring him. Come on, Coach Dougs. Do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, good hire. Yeah, I mean, he's overqualified, so that's um, yeah. good stuff. Do you want to take a break before we do giant stories, or do you want to just go right into giant oh, stories? We, we can uh, we can take a break. We'll debrief with the Patreon chat a little bit. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. Let's do giant stories where we uh basically just write down what these guys, the Giants players, are doing on their Instagram stories, and we talk about it. Justin, play the music. Caden Smith and Levine Toilola were having a singing-slash-dance party with George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, and all of their wives. They were singing Mr. Brightside, I Want to Be a Rockstar. I mean, it looked like a freaking time. Um, I mean, they were listening to Taylor Swift on the boat. Cam Brown was riding horses in the ocean. I'm not sure what island that was on. Carter Coffin was at the NFC Championship. How about that in Green Bay? Austin Mack was bowling. Nate Ebner rode a book. Austin Johnson was on a duck boat. And Leonard Williams bought a skateboard while David Sills was snowboarding. And John Boy's texting me. Justin, how are you doing? 
What, are the, what does the text say? Let's read the John Boy text. It's about, he said, because I said I felt scummy. He said, I always pussy out with that stuff. It's hard because it feels like you're bothering. Me and John Boy are the same when it comes to that type of stuff. So um, it's it's that. Justin, what piques your interest out of these giant stories? Um, first thing that comes to mind, I am a state champion in bowling when I was in high school. Austin Mack, can you tell me a little bit about his form? Did he have his own ball? It was ball? just a picture at the bowling alley. It was just a picture. Damn. All right. So we need to find out some more details if he's a frequent bowler or if this was just like, hey, I'm going to go bowling. We probably get Actually, Mack wouldn't be a great one to get on the show because we'd be like, all oh, you're good at is running slants. No, actually, all your we would say all your really I don't and I feel bad at saying I believe in Austin Mack. You know he's a little slow. I like Mack. I, I just, like. Him. I know he's not going to be a top guy. And I maybe there's a good slight chance he doesn't make the team next year. But all that he was really used this year to do was he they motioned him in the into the box so he can block. Tough, <laughs> tough. Um, so we'll find out about Austin Mack. Hopefully he posts more bowling bowling picks videos on his Instagram stories. Um, Cam Brown. Riding the horses in the ocean reminds me of the Shania Twain, Lionel Richie music video of Endless Love, where Shania Twain is riding a horse in the ocean in the Bahamas. That's exactly, that's where it is. It's in the Bahamas because sure. he was posting other vacation stuff. I didn't know which island it was, so it's probably in the exact same spot. Maybe he even rode the same horse as Shania Twain. I don't know about that. Let's Shania Twain. Has that's true. Horses. Shania Twain is old as dirt. So, wow. yeah. I. Um. <laughs> Man, that, that music video, I think was, I think it's over, I think it's around like almost ten years ago. <laughs> ten years ago, I thought it was maybe twenty years ago. Stop. Let's 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 not make me mad. Let's not do this. Um, dance uh, party. This dance party seems very fun. Um, it did look fun. Like it was definitely like some, like, like something like people would be like, oh, these white people are crazy. How do but how do they, we draw the connections? How do we draw the connections? Is it Toy Lolo knows use check? Right. They all played for the 49ers. Oh, they all played for the 49ers. Toy Lolo and Caden Smith were both. I th- it probably was George Kittle who set it up. So it was George Kittle was there. I'm sure there were some other 49ers players. It was Kyle Juszczyk, um, the fullback. Um, and then Toy Lolo probably was good friends. And then they brought Caden Smith. And they all live on, on in Cali, too. So, Man, I mean, they were, tough... like, standing on the table like, Hey, 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 I want to be a rock star. And then... Duh. I can't. I don't know how the Taylor Swift song but it goes. Duh, duh, duh. I can't do it. I just can't even do it. It's all right. It's all right. No, but here, here's my burning question. Baby, just say yes. Is, is that how it goes? It's a love story, baby. Just say yes. Okay. See, I didn't. I didn't know it. How about Ro- that? Romeo. It's a Romeo Juliet type of type of machine. Um, I have a burning question. So, Dante Pettis. Must be scrolling through those Instagram stories, getting a lot of FOMO. So maybe our whole theories of him being weird are true because but Pettis isn't part of the tight end group. But fullback, not really tight, part of the tight end group. Yeah, no. If if there was any position group that the fullback went with, it would be the tight ends. For example, Ben Mason, the fullback out of Michigan, he's practicing with the tight ends this week. Elijah Penny lines up with those running backs, though. Yeah, but he's a converted running back. I don't know. I think if I'm Dante Pettis, I'm Kate getting... Smith, fullback. I'm getting a little FOMO, and I think it confirms that Dante Pettis is kind of a weirdo, and he was left out of the former 49er party. People didn't like us calling Blake Martinez a weirdo, because they thought that... They took us saying weirdo as, like... A huge insult, and we were just being like, "No, like weirdo." Like, in a sense, we're all weirdos, you know. Didn't like my I... always, my my, you know, a phrase that I actually made this up, and it's one of my favorite ones, is, "If you're not weird, you're weird." I also said that I'm a bad guy after it, so it's okay for me to literally say anything as long as I follow it up with, "I know I'm a bad guy." That's the rule. You should know this. Hey, just like Shake and Bake Ricky Bobby. With all due respect, I didn't know you had your balls uh, surgically removed. So, it's just with all due respect. Back to bowling. Since you're like a good bowler, would you be mad if we went bowling and I was screwing around the whole time and like making a mockery of bowling? Because I've been with people like, there was one time my uncle and my cousin were trying their best to bowl. My dad showed up and started getting a little rowdy. 
And it turned into us like screaming their names in their backswing and like <laughs> basically like like them not wanting to talk to us. You you got to get locked in. And, you know, if, if you're not like a professional bowler where you know, you're waking up at, you know, the crack of dawn to get the fresh lanes and um, or, you know, people, it's like, yeah, can you let me in to the alley early where nobody's there? No, you got to lock in. And even, and even in, in high school, you know, in high school bowling, too. If you're a younger bowler, you need it's so much commotion, it's so crowded. You know, there's people going all around you, running around you. So you got to get locked in. So I learned kind of not to get bothered by that. So I may get distracted a few times, but I won't. I won't throw like a hissy fit, which is a good question because a lot of people, a lot of I don't like bowlers. I'm gonna kind of I kind of feel about bowlers like golfers. we also feel about golfers. Yes, I was about to say that. Very We're gonna kinda... offend every hobbies at at, <laughs> at some point in this off season. Little pretentious, little pretentious. Like we just we made fun of uh, golfers, bowlers, uh, people that like like play Pokemon. Um, what are we gonna do next? Like people that watch birds or hike, kill them. Um, so. People that people that go up to dangerous territories and then get lost or get well, attacked. Hiking's by... actually cool. I like hiking. Yeah. Yeah, like we're, we're fishing right now. We're fishing. We're fishing to piss people off. Let's not do that. Tweet at us which hobbies you think are weird. How about that? Yeah, um, that should be a simple man radio segment. Which hobbies make you a bad person? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a sure fire way to piss people off. Oh, <laughs> stupid. Um. All right, all right. So that's John's stories. Uh, other news before we'll, we'll do a little senior bowl talk at the end, uh, which we're basically at the end. Eli's going to work for the team. Ooh. He met with Marin, you know, was in the Giants organization, you know, uh, building, talking to people, visiting. He's going to work for the team in some capacity. He's not going to be a coach and he shouldn't be a coach. Like a, Eli he's whatever he's going to be doing. It's not going to be the full focus of his life. Like it's bring him in, bring him in to do something. Um, but don't do don't give Eli any position where it needs to be the full focus of his life. Make it cool and nonchalant. Yeah, I can imagine they're going to do something similar to what they did with Tyree. You know, Tyree was just maybe on the sidelines during training camp for years, by the way. I don't know if Eli would be doing that. I would be very down, you know, just comparing this to the Yankee organization too. Nick Swisher was somebody where his role and his job when he was like with the Yankees after he retired as a player, it was just like teaching you how to be a Yankee. Like I'm going to teach you like how to like talk in front of the media, how to present yourself, how to be a Yankee. So if Eli is working with the players and odds are, like you said, you know, he's not going to be doing something that's coaching. You know, I would love for him to, you know, almost be like a liaison, maybe a liaison between, you know, how you know how to be a giant and, you know, the players as well. Since uh, yeah. Eli is definitely more, I know, this is, this is why I would love to know, and this is why I value like behind the scenes things like I talked about earlier in the show. Eli seems like a really, really personable dude as somebody who can get along with anybody even though it clearly seems like he is everybody's dad and he did not definitely talk to maybe half the locker room yeah i don't know here's the thing i I just don't want him to become john elway like what john elway is to the broncos now where it's like he's the franchise's hero and then it's like he's not a good gm though um just so put it something where it's stress-free and there it can't be criticized like you we can't criticize eli like there can't be like, oh, Eli did this wrong. Just make it something nonchalant and cool. Nothing serious. I don't know if he wants that. He shouldn't. And yeah. and, and he's not going to put all of his effort into it either. And he shouldn't. Like, he shouldn't. He freaking... Guys like Eli Manning shouldn't have to, you know, work jobs like that um, at the end. And, and he doesn't want to. I mean, I think he said he wanted to do some more stuff with Peyton's Place and stuff. He did a, a detail episode for ESPN. Like, so he's going to... I think he's going to do stuff here and there, but I don't think he wants to go into something full-time like an, an announcer or anything like that. I will say, though, and this is something that I, you know, I've always said about Eli, I, you know, just hearing some of the things that he said towards the latter end of his career, you know, uh, he definitely was not like Brett Favre handling the, the benching and, you know, moving on to a different quarterback. He was very professional about it, but there will always be a part of Eli Manning 
that wants to win in everything that he does, but specifically for football. I think he retired, want, and I think everybody does this too, in a way, but especially Eli. I feel I have a feeling Eli did not want to retire in a way, even though I think it was time. And I still think like that competitive fire is very much still burning in him, and he may be looking for some other outlet to replace that in. I don't know. I don't know. Just thinking of how Eli retired and how everything went, you know, he didn't have the best of swan songs. Not that everybody does have a Michael Strahan send-off, but I know him. I think he had we the best him. of for a guy that didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, that Miami moment was – that was a special moment. And that's why, like, when people look back, like, oh, we lost – you know, we we won, we won meaningful games. Like, that Miami moment was special. Like, that's a special moment. And that's, that's what sports are about. So, that was um, – so – so, um, glad Eli's staying around, you know. Um, we, we obviously love Eli. Um, and it's, it's, you know, a little over a year since his retirement, so, so that's cool. Want to finish up with some Senior Bowl stuff? I mean, basically, you could just ask me questions and I'll answer because I'm not going to go through every – I'm not going to be like, you know, this player did this. Um, before that, I, I, I forgot to mention this. Now, I said that when I made my pin tweet, which was the day after the 2019 draft – you know, the the Daniel Jones, Mr. Jones and me. I said, I'm not going to change that until Daniel Jones either wins the Super Bowl or isn't the starting quarterback for the New York Giants. I feel like I kind of ch- got to change it to this Joe Judge video. Like, that makes, that's better for business, you know? doesn't mean you can't change it back to Daniel Jones maybe once the season starts, once the summer comes, whenever there's anti-Daniel Jones slander happening. doesn't mean you can't change it back. Yeah. But... I like having it being that, but I don't know. Change but it I feel up. Like maybe I'll change it in like a week, you know, once this all dies down and people people get mad at me for like being like, you are wrong about Alfred Morris. Um, so, yeah. All right, Senior Bowl, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me with questions. All right, so we'll we'll maybe chat, start. Chat can hit me with some questions too. Yeah, please, Patreon chat. This is the benefits of Patreon chat. Sometimes you get to be a part of the show. Um, kind of start macro. Here we go. My macro micro start macro. Then we'll go micro talk about the senior bowl experience as a whole. Is this something that you, I know you kind of mentioned that you didn't, that you did enjoy, but even just think about it as somebody who likes football, who was watching football for a week. Was this something that you enjoyed? Did you enjoy seeing players? Did you enjoy seeing the senior bowl process? Whatever that process is happen. Yes, it was a ton of fun. Um, you know, you're, you know, you know, I'm trying to grab good videos and also like take notes and focus on certain players. Which it's hard to like to do that in full time. It's like, or you're taking a video, or you're just focusing on a player, and you can't like one on ones is like where you can really focus on a player. But then also, it's like one on ones aren't always indicative of the game. Um, you know, I think one on ones are like the worst way to judge an offensive lineman. Um, so like especially tackle guard, where it's like attack like. Like or sorry, guard center. It's like a, a defensive lineman is never going to be able to do that type of move on, on a guard center, where it's just one on one, and you're like not even thinking about stopping their run or anything. So, um, so it was fun. My big thing is just I feel like I get, I didn't get enough content out of it. Um, and they all, and that's big part of that is because the senior bowls, they're like kind of sloppy with some stuff. Like I'm I I love what they do. But like the film thing, you have to download this app and it's like you can't even download it on a MacBook computer. And like, so then I had Danny download it on his iPad and you couldn't download the video. So Danny like literally tried to screen record individual clips for me. So I'm going to figure out a way to get it and then I'll do breakdowns, which something I want to do is for like O-line, D-line. I just want to um, break down uh, like, hey, here's all this guy's one-on-one uh, clips. Let's just go through them all. Which you know, for each player, can will be like less than a ten minute video. So, but I just feel like I didn't get enough done. Part of that was with coronavirus and social distancing, and I just don't have a lot of media friends that were there. Um, and I just I wasn't gonna be the guy like you know, I I don't want to be the guy that's going hounding somebody like hey what's going on can you come on my podcast type of thing, you know I like to build a relationship organically and then go from there. So. If, if if Dan Duggan and Nick Filato were there, like years past, it probably would have been a more fun experience. But me being on my own, I just feel like I didn't get I didn't get as much done as I wanted to. And you know me, Justin. Like 
I feel like if I'm not if I'm not doing too much, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. I mean, I I expressed the, <laughs> the same thing in the beginning of the show. Um I can imagine I can imagine, you know, once uh you know, we're we're post Corolla, there's more people there, it's more of a lively environment and then it's handshake it's a handshaking thing. Hey, uh, Dan Duggan. Uh, hey, I know this guy. Meet Bobby Skinner. Hey, especially Nick Filato, you know, friend of the, you know, they're both friends of the program. But you know, Nick Filato is a fellow, you know, podcaster. Hey, you know, uh, Nick Filato, uh, meet uh, this Nick Filato's friend. Meet Bobby Skinner. I can imagine more of that is happening. You know, when we're actually allowed to shake people's hands again. Um, so that's I think for what the circumstances were, and you know how you were by yourself and how everything was so limited and nobody was really there. Like how many people were there that weren't coaches? There's a good chunk of people there. Yeah. Like, you know, the stands weren't like packed full, but like there were people everywhere, you know, like everyone was able to social distance, but also like it was packed. The stadiums were packed with social distancing, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I also heard the town and I think this is something we need to talk to, Nick about. I think the town, is there some sort of town that's nearby? Mobile. Mobile, right? It's in Mobile. Yeah, so isn't the town like a, a spot to go or maybe there's some good food spots? Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't going to go like sit at one. Like I actually, you know me, I'm not like, a, I'm not like deathly afraid of COVID or anything, but I am traveling on planes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't want to get it, you know? No. Well, so, no, like, I, I'm, I, I'm thinking getting of, COVID would suck. So I'm thinking I, of I, next year, next year of you know may, maybe maybe I'll join and you know we yeah we if gotta, you can go next year we'll have more fun doing it. Yeah, you know we're we're gonna be eating places. I want to be a slob. I want to embarrass myself in front of a camera for for content. I I I sign up for that. This is what I do. Um, so yeah, we're we're I'm the trip was good. I feel like you learned a lot. So here now maybe we'll get to some players and you know check check the Patreon chat if anybody has really good questions. But out of the players that you've already kind of looked at, you've been sending me some uh, clips of players that you've been looking at for the last couple of weeks. Was there anybody that you drastically changed your mind on? Like, yes, I love this player maybe after looking at him a little bit and I and I didn't really like him or I didn't or you know, I, I was neutral or is there a player that you really loved and now you're like, "Ooh, I'm not really sure about this guy." No, I think it's more of guys I didn't know who were just like, "Oh my gosh, I got to go check these guys out." Like there's some wide like um Amari Rogers from Clemson. He dominated like um, today's practice. I mean, he had, was like running good routes. He was catching some tight passes. Then he had some. He had some uh, struggles at the end. But uh, like a UCF DB, Richie Grant, he had a like he was balling. So there's guys where it's like, okay, I need to go see what I saw with my eyes and then match it up to the game film. Um, Kadarius Tony, like he was he was a hot name in the streets. Uh, I feel like you got to feel good about him. What but it did what did make it a little harder is besides Mac Jones, all the QBs sucked. Mm. Like Jamie Newman is he's god awful. Like they just couldn't hit they couldn't hit guys. They would run like like in a practice with a red jersey, I get you're trying to like show off stuff, but it's like they would just take off and run. It's like can you throw the ball? And like we used to get some contested throws down the field, some one on ones and stuff. Um so uh so there's some guys. Trey Mc, uh McKitty from Georgia's could be a, a late round tight end. Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan, I mean, he was super impressive. Like, he, everyone fell in love with him. He didn't practice the last day. And then another guy from Western Michigan, this offensive lineman, Jalen Moore, he'll probably be the first tape I watch on Monday when I'm you know when i back in Florida. Um, or probably Sunday, since there's no football games this week. Um, like, I can't wait to watch his and see if it matches up. Because he was, he was the best offensive lineman on the national team to me. And he plays tackle, guard. He's probably, he's probably more guard size in the NFL. But uh, he was he was beast in people. Here here's someone who I th- who two people who I liked a lot but didn't play as well as I thought. Patrick Jones for Pitt. Mm. He needs a he needs a counter move. Like I was very like I had Rashad Weaver the other defensive end for Pitt a little above him. Now it's like Rashad Weaver's better and Rashad Weaver's not perfect either. Um, but Patrick Jones I I thought he had a really bad week. Um, and then Chaz Surratt. Now it's hard to focus on linebackers, but he just didn't look like he didn't look special to me. Like, and you guys know I love Chaz Surratt, um, but you know it's it's hard to watch linebackers and team drill. But it was like 
like on one-on-one running back versus linebacker drills, which are are slanted for the running back anyways. But he just didn't look great, um, and then he didn't practice the last day. So How he, those big are is two he? guys. Surratt. Uh-huh. How what's huh? his size? I think he's like six two two twenty six one two twenty. I mean, he's not big. He's not huge, but he is he is fast and aggressive. Um, but uh, so so I didn't um. Yeah, so I, I, he didn't have the greatest of days. But so Kadarius so Tony, here, Amari Rogers, Dwayne so, Eskridge. So here's another like big picture question that I that I have, and you know, we're not scouts. Bobby's not a scout. I'm not a scout. Um, but the whole stereotype of the Giants is, you know, Dave Gettleman watches these guys in the Senior Bowl and then makes his decision. You know, I've joked about it. Do you, you know how much do you feel like you were actually able to learn about some of these guys between watching them for? A few days, and this, like, like I said, you're not a scout, but how much were you able to feel like learn about these guys? When, if when you're watching the film, which I haven't been able to really do, you probably could learn a ton. Um, but uh, it, for me, it was more learning about guys, you know, like just in general. But like a guy like Dwayne Eskridge, like he could, he can totally raise his, like he could like be a later end first rounder with the way he looked out there. Um. You know, guys like Amari Rogers, who was like, was he a product of the Clemson systems? Like, no, nah, he, he he gets open, um, and he he catches contested balls for not the biggest guy in the world. Uh, but no, and and the thing is, it was probably a bad QB crop. I mean, Felipe Franks, Gators fans know him; he sucks. Uh, Jamie Newman was horrible. Kellen Mond sucked. I mean, Mac Jones struggled the first day, but the last two days, Mac Jones looked pretty good. Like, I could see somebody. Like end of the first round, early second round, like getting like falling for Mac Jones, um, but the, it was just the QBs kind of make it tough, and it's also you have, like, in my the QBs mind, it's like I got to be perfect, I can't make any mistakes, I got to impress these people. And my mind watching, it's like, dude, I want to see what Chevon Grimes could do with a jump ball, you know, and yeah. that it's just like you don't get that. So one on ones is where you really get to like 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 focus in on some guys. Yeah. And it's a shame you don't have the combine because, you know, you can see how guys locate some balls in the air, you know, more consistency with, you know, deep ball, deep ball catching, even though they're not, you know, you don't have a cornerback trailing anybody. But, you know, that's on the national stage. And how can a guy catch the ball um, on a national stage? How about that guy from Florida, that wide receiver from Florida that juked that guy out and he dropped he dropped the ball on the Kadarius Tony, the yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah a, he's a star. Everybody loves him. My worry is that he's like the next like Dexter McClooster type, mm. you know, where it's like everybody falls in love with him, myself included, and then it's like the NFL he just doesn't like have a, a, a role to fit into. Yeah. Um, Demetrius Felton could be that. Like he's a he was a running back. He's a, he was practicing at wide receiver. He's so fast, but he doesn't play wide receiver. So you would see him at the line. He's just like juking. He's like juking. It's like dude, get into your break and go. But he would sit there and juke like crazy, and um. So he 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 needs work, um, but the winner is Western Michigan because like you can argue for the national team the best skill position was Dwayne Eskridge and the best offensive lineman was Jalen Moore. Mm. Everyone fell in love with the Wisconsin Whitewater center. Um, his name was Quinn uh, Mi- Miners, but it's hard to see the center. So I may go watch them and fall in love with them, but I, I didn't see anything. Creed Humphreys, I I thought he had a really bad day one. Day two he was all right. Day three, I didn't watch the O line, D line a ton for that for that team. Any Devonta Smith updates? No, nah, he just showed up. He didn't even he didn't even weigh in. Hey, he's probably he's he's got to drink maybe he didn't drink enough water the night before. Yeah, <laughs> or like Kyler Murray, where it's like he magically stretched himself out for the combine. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, saw Nick Saban. He was out there. Drew Rosenhaus was right like right behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, on Wednesday, and I almost did it. I was gonna, I was gonna do a tweet, been like, "Hey, I met this guy named Drew Rosenhaus, and he says I should be making more money." John Boy, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I I can't believe you didn't see Ben Albright. Ben Albright is I wouldn't tough notice to miss. him. It's t- he's tough to miss. Everyone was wearing masks. Just look at his clothes that he's wearing. It, it, little, I don't. When I say flamboyant. It's not in, in like an, an offen- offensive way. He dresses a little flamboyant. Oh, I saw Matt Miller. 
Ah. Like I was, I was right next to him, but it's like I don't like him at all. And I'll like, I'll like, like I've made fun of Matt Miller, you know, where it's like he just, like he just makes stuff up. Like every year, whoever Matt Miller says he heard the Giants are drafting, they don't draft Dwayne Haskins. Like they are falling in love with Dwayne Haskins. Um, Isaiah Simmons, they are going to draft Isaiah Simmons. So whoever um, Matt Miller says, a lot of people don't like. I've, I've noticed p- film people don't like Matt Miller. And it's tough for film but people. But also, I don't like those people because they're, like, pretentious, you know? Yeah. Draft people are tough some, sometimes. sometimes. I never want to be a draft guy. Like, I want to do g- draft stuff, but I never want to be... Like, I never want to be a draft guy. I, I think draft guy, people can be... Here we go with hobbies again. Because they kind of suck. <laughs> to be... To, but to do that all year round, like, it's such... It has to be, like, such a... A power, like power to you, and even the draft network—they're not doing draft stuff all year round. That you know, I know uh, what's his face, um, Ben, not Ben Albright, um, Solak. Ben Solak. Uh, I, first of all, it's a mystery how old he is because I think he's married, but he looks younger than I do. Um, but he does a good job breaking down some Eagles stuff. Well, he also has like an Eagles podcast, but they do other stuff other than the draft stuff all year round. But just solely doing that, like if that's your job to do draft stuff all year round, it's like how. How do you not want to pull your hair out? I guess that's why they call it work. Yeah, I feel like it's there's like not like yeah, you're known as a draft. I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't enjoy it because I, I like doing what we do. That's basically what I'm saying. I would agree. Um. Yeah. So what do we got? We got anything else? No, I think we're good, man. Anybody in the Patreon chat have anything to say? Brian Porez, you know, Duke Gang said I should have punched Todd McShay. Oh, what about the other? What about Daniel Jones's tight end that he threw to in college? He looked pretty good. He had some nice catches. I had a couple touchdowns in red zone period. Um, the Boise State tight end looked pretty good. His name is um, um, John Bates. He looked pretty good. No, great. Cool. Looked decent. We odds are, you know, we'll see what the Giants do in free agency. But you know, odds are maybe Toilolo's gone. You know, if, if if Pitts doesn't happen at 11, you would think that they do maybe draft another tight end? Maybe? maybe. Kind of need? I don't... I think there's a good chance they roll with Evan Ingram and Caden Smith. Shit, yeah. what, a, what a world. What a world I mean, I that will like, be. Like, Evan Ingram can't have a year as bad as this year, so... <laughs> um, I guess you're right about that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's true. <laughs> you know, like, you just... You can't have that type of year where... No. You, one, he has all those drops, and those drops turn into interceptions the way that they did. Unreal. Yeah, that that is that you is can't kind have of a year like that. I mean, it was brutal. Yeah, I don't want to say um, it's random because drop you know dropping balls is not random. You know, if you if you have a drop ball problem, you have a drop ball problem. But tipping them up and all of those resulting in interceptions that was <laughs> freak. Um, I mean, yeah. it became comical. Like at the end, it's like it's like this keeps <laughs> happening. Like the Dallas one is like I'm not mad at this anymore. I'm just not I'm I'm not mad at this anymore. I, it's just funny to me. Like I became the Twitter I became like the clearly mad Twitter like like girl on Twitter being like I'm not mad. I just think it's funny. Like that's that's what I was towards the end. So uh, all right. So we we got three months to talk about the drafts, and this was just the beginning of it. I will I will have. Next week I will have a good amount of. I probably have a draft video out every day, maybe even more than one a day. I, I will figure out a way to get. Ooh, some when stuff done. next week or next month? Next week. Oh, whoa! Exciting oh, stuff. Oh, my first mock draft that's coming out um, Monday. Actually, whoa. Chris Entertainer said he might be putting out one Monday. I want to put out the same day as him, so maybe it'll, sometime next week you'll get my first mock draft video. Screw so it. How about that? Post it before him. <laughs> no, I will talk with Chris because he's our friend, and I, and uh, we want to let we we both want to shine. Shine bright like a diamond. All right, that's the show. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining. Thank you for, hey, thank you for making this week possible. Like, John Wimita doesn't send us here because I asked. He sends he sends us here because he sees you guys interacting with us and, and, and being a part of what we do. So thank you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back for an episode on Tuesday. Um, until then, let's go Big Blue.